You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello there, Robbie Musto here with a quick message. At the beginning of March, we spoke with former Liverpool player and current football commentator Jim Beglin about this current team under Jurgen Klopp and how it compares to the great Liverpool teams of the past. Before giving it a listen, we want to note this was recorded before the Premier League season was suspended due to the coronavirus pandemic. We had such a great conversation with Jim, though, so we still wanted to share with everyone, but please keep the recording date in mind when listening. With that, here is our episode with Jim Beglin on Liverpool's greatness then and now. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. And today we have a special podcast. It's early March, but with Liverpool closing in on a historic title win, we wanted to hear from a player who knows what it's like to win league titles at Liverpool. To help put this season into perspective, joining us on today's show is a former Liverpool and Republic of Ireland international. He played for Liverpool between 1983 and 1989 and was part of the 85-86 double winning season winning the First Division title and, of course, the FA Cup. Welcome into the show, Jim Beglin. Thanks, Robbie. It's good to join you guys, and I hope I can live up to the special tag. <laughs> well, Jim, <laughs> usually me and Musty talk about things, and two old water carriers in midfield never got close to a, a, a title and, and, and winning cup. So it's great to have you on, mate. Great to get some insight. And I want to kind of start by turning the clock back to... The era when, during the, the mid and, and late 80s, when Liverpool were dominant, winning things as part of that team. Just give us a sense of what it was like being at that football club and in a team with like some of the, the top-class players that you, you worked with. Tell us what it was like day in, day out at, at Liverpool in that era. Well, I mean, as soon as I arrived at the club, um, I, I realised instantly that the standards were, were way up there. And that I was going to have to seriously lift my game. I mean, I'd, I'd had a spell on month uh, for a month on loan, um, and you know it had hit me straight away then that the the, the type of football they played and, mm. and the standard they played it too, and I was going to have to live with that. I was going to have to stretch towards that, and um, and thankfully, you know, I was signed, and it, it went from there. And you were put under pressure all the time to um, to produce as much as you could, um, mm. and and you felt that there was almost a, a fear factor there that that you know if if you didn't rise to the level, then you'd be in trouble. And and even you know when I eventually succeeded in getting into the uh, the first team, you were regularly threatened with your place. You know that if, yeah. if there was ever a game that they were unhappy with, then immediately you were hit with the possibility of not being, being there next season. And that's the way it was. There, there was a culture of blame. You were held accountable. Yeah. Was that with the if players were, as well, Jim? Was that the players as well as, as the, 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 the staff? Would the players sort of police themselves at that level? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, like, there's no doubt about it. I think everybody knew that they were in that mix and you you had to um, you had to deal with it. But mm. uh, particularly from the staff, I mean, my time there, Ronnie Moran was was a huge influence and he was yeah. he was the Rottweiler. You know, he was the one that he didn't care about reputations. He just kind of tell you um, what he thought and and he he would lay into you, you know, and and that yeah. that culture of blame um, was was a big thing at Liverpool then, and you you just had to 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 be up for you know what they needed. If if you didn't produce what they needed, then you know you you would suffer. Mm. What was the the highlight at your time at Liverpool, Jim, with the stuff that you won there? What what was the the best season or the best moment that you had there? Oh, well, it's 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 quite easy for me. I mean, in in the end, my my career was a lot shorter than I wanted it to be, but mm. that that couldn't be helped. But um, winning winning the winning the double, there's no doubt about that. I mean, for, for me, prior to that, playing in the European Cup final was was huge because, um, you know, European trophy to to appear on that stage was was mm. quite incredible for me and where my career was taking me. But of course. Heisel was a very tragic night, and I think you know m- many people w- will will kind of dismiss that from their memory, really. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, I think at the Liverpool end, um, and then of course we we were we were banned from European competition, yeah. all English mm-hmm. clubs for six years, I think thereafter. Um, so we knew the spotlight was on us as well about our behaviour and about the players and the responsibility we had to show at the time. It was all spelt out to us um, at the start of the 85-86 season. And thankfully, we, we wobbled a little bit at times, but thankfully mm. we went on mm. a really good uh, unbeaten run when we had to. We lost a derby in the February um, at Anfield. Everton were our, our big rivals at the time, not just our city rivals, but yeah. our uh, title rivals too. And then after that, we we basically, I think, won 11 of our last 12 league games. We drew the other game up at Sheffield Wednesday, which was always a tough place to go. And we went on the cup run as well. And you know what? We, we're absolutely delighted to do the double, guys. But mm-hmm. it's, it still kind of hangs with me that we lost the semi-final of the League Cup that year. Now, Manchester City won the domestic treble last season, the first season yeah. to do it. We should have, we should have done yeah. it. Yeah. We really should have. We we lost over two legs to QPR. And I suppose it's like the golfer that goes out and shoots a 63 and has one bogey, yeah. and he concentrates on the mm. bogey. You know, I, yeah. I still get, get worked up about the fact that we didn't <laughs> put QPR away. Yeah, I, got, I won a couple of lovely medals, and that is the highlight, but yeah. I, I wish there were three. As well. Always wanting a bit more. Just before we move on, Jim, I just wanted you to, to, to answer a question that during that time, late 80s, early 90s, when Liverpool were so dominant, there used to be a kind of word around football. The gossip was that Liverpool tactically didn't do that much. They had five sides. They didn't worry about the opposition. They just set up. They had great players who understood what to do. In comparison to today, where everything's about tactics and detail and, and certainly what Jurgen Klopp sport. Was that true, or was that a little bit myth about those Liverpool teams of the past? No, it's genuinely true. I mean, true. You've got the um, the Sunes story when he first arrived, and he was wondering why nobody said anything to him before he made his debut. So, as he's warming up in the dressing room doing his stretches and that, he, he went to Joe Fagan and he said. Joe, what do you want me to do? And Joe Fagan said, well, if you don't know by now, lad, <laughs> I don't know why we've signed you. I mean, th- but that, that's, that's the way it was. They just, yeah. they, 
they spotted talent and it wasn't so much that they they prepared you for a certain game in a certain mm. way. They basically just got upset with you if you did something wrong. That, <laughs> that's, and, and that's when you, you kind of learn, don't do that yeah. again. Um, be, be, be wary of that in future. Um, but they didn't necessarily kind of steer you beforehand so you mm. had an idea of, of exactly what they wanted. Wow. They basically... Um, I assume I, signing I good players the, and having good players, that, yeah, that's yeah, what they expected. Think, well, well, there's another story about one of the scouts. One of the scouts was kind of nervous, and he was in amongst the all the guys in the boot room, the Liverpool boot yeah. room. And um, Joe Fagan asked him a question. He said, what are you looking for, son, when you're, you're looking for a, a Liverpool player? And he kind of hesitated. And before he, he, he could come up with an answer, which he was struggling to do, Joe mm. Fagan said, you're looking for winners, son. That's what you're looking for. Mm. Yeah. So... They, they felt that they were signing the, the right characters in that regard, yeah. people with the right talent and determination. Mm. And, um, and then they basically just kind of let you get on with it till they felt mm. that you needed guidance, that you needed a little help, and yeah. then you might get barked at. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, was, it was that simple. And, and even in, in training, I remember, I always remember, and it, it kind of still hits me sometimes when I'm working on games. I remember one day kind of, been unsure of exactly where to go. I got myself, we're playing five aside or seven or eight aside, as it often was. And I got myself in a position and Ronnie Moran shouted at me to move. And I thought, well, where can I move? There's nowhere to move. Yeah. And he just said, move, son. And then he pulled me afterwards and he said, if you move, no matter where you move, you spark a reaction from the opposition. Mm. And then it creates a little bit of space. And that's what yeah. it was all about. Liverpool yeah. did pass and move. Yeah. And it was genuinely that simple mm. they never complicated things you know everything mm. was easily understood but then it was about as i said at the very start dealing with those levels and and uh adhering to to what was in place and the history and everything and the feeling of well i can't let this down yeah mm. jim just before we we get on to what it's going to be like uh at liverpool you know when they do win this league title and it's a question of whether you've got a sense in it. It's up to you. It's a, it's a question that we get asked a little bit about previous Liverpool teams. Do you have any kind of sense of how that Liverpool team, your Liverpool team, the great Liverpool teams of, of the 80s, would have fared against the current Liverpool team? Yeah, I, I, I honestly think, and it's the same with the Manchester United domination, I think you, you can see parallels. Um, mm. and, and, and I've, reflected back at my time um, with what Jurgen Klopp has put in place because the first thing I would say it's all it's all humility driven um, and then it's it's about you know acquiring the right talent get, getting good players and I think Liverpool at the moment have an outstanding stock of, of, of talent um, which has obviously you know put them in in this position and 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 of course as well it's, it's about it's about driving them hard and I think you know Klopp does that. Um, I think the difference today, and I've often referred to Jurgen Klopp as the tactile one, because he gives his players. You know, you you'll see Jurgen Klopp when Liverpool are three 0 up at home against mediocre opposition, and he's still berating his players. He's yeah. still demanding more. Mm. That was exactly as it was when when I was there. But when they're coming off the pitch, Jurgen Klopp gives them a hug. I can assure you, we never got a hug from Ronnie Moran <laughs> back, back in the day. Um, but no, I, I think there are an awful lot of similarities. And I think it's the same, really, if, if wherever you are in the world and whatever, mm. whatever team that kind of enjoys 
um, the type of success Liverpool are experiencing this season and indeed in Europe last. I think, um, you know, you, you have to set levels and you have to be tough with your players because you guys know, you give a player, a professional footballer, an inch yeah. and he'll take a mile. Yes. And I, I think Jurgen Klopp has been very, very strong in that regard. He's been very, uh, he's been very true to his his philosophy, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's, you, I think you need a strong character, whether it's from the manager directly or whether it's from an assistant manager or one of the coaches. I think you you need a big character and a big personality, and Jurgen Klopp is certainly that at the moment. And and I would go back and I, I know we had the likes of Doug Leash, Fagan, Paisley my time there but Ronnie Moran was behind all of that and, and he was the one that you know I, I think was responsible for a, an awful lot of of players getting better So it's been a 30 year wait Jim someone's suggesting a 30 years of hurt since Liverpool last won a title just give us a bit about the significance of what this means to the club to the city to the, the ex-players you know why, why is this title so special for, for Liverpool because it's so long and because Manchester United have gone ahead of them. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the short answer. Um, and of course, the, the longer it goes on, the more special it becomes or the more um, the, more the appetite increases um, to, to win it again. Um, I, I think it's been hard for the, the fans to, to watch Manchester United dominate as they did in the 90s and the noughties. Um, all the way through that that spell, and Liverpool were kind of you know left behind. And mm. I think Liverpool fans are just desperate to to kind of get back ahead of of Manchester United in terms of the the amount of of titles won. Mm. Um, it's as simple as that for the fans. And yeah. I think the fact that Jurgen Klopp has now signed until twenty twenty four, I think that gives everybody great hope that that this run can be continued because it is only a matter of time whatever about current form it is only a matter of time Mm. before they they wrap it up this season um and then it's a case of finding out how good they are because winning it once great but you know you've you've got to back it up whether you can do it back to back or whether you can kind of miss a season and then come again the following season i think that Mm. that's what's um, going to be demanded of of this Liverpool side now at the moment, but for for, for the the city, for the supporters, to um, to win a first Premier League title and a, another title overall, um, it's 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 massive. It's huge because mm. they've come close in the past, and and mm. more recently in thirteen fourteen under Brendan Rodgers, yeah. when everybody thought it was going to happen, and you know the the expectation, the tension, the the excitement was it was off the scale it was crazy mm-hmm. and i guess this time round because liverpool have got all their nervous games pretty much out of the way um and it it should be a stroll it should mm-hmm. be easier and i know i know they've had a setback now at watford uh, in the league the first defeat but i think from here on in it shouldn't be too difficult and now i think there is the chance that they can go and do it at manchester city that is a possibility at the moment so if if it is done in those circumstances then I think Liverpool fans will be in in dreamland. Do you did you ever expect it to take this long Jim? You know Liverpool getting back to the top. And on that same kind of thought, 
you know, obviously hearing about how important it is to, to get above Man United. Could United themselves now have a long time to wait to get back to the top of English football? I think there's a possibility because I think before Manchester United won the title in 93, the first of the Premier Leagues, um, you know, they they had waited a long time to, to get there. Um, as it happens, fr- from watching Manchester United um, more recently, I think they've had a minor pick-me-up um, and it looks like they've they've decided that they're going to invest their hopes in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for the, the longer term. Um, and it could be, it could be quite a while be- before they get back on the perch, as it were. Um, Liverpool look 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 in place to, you know, to to put a run together. They do look as if they they can they can produce something like that. And I think in that regard, if I may say so, I, I'm pleased that Pep Guardiola is staying next season as well because mm-hmm. I think it's important for the Premier League for that Klopp and Guardiola rivalry to 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 be maintained because you know they they are the the top two at the moment, and it'd be great to to have a, a race that's much closer. I mean, Manchester City last season you know, ran away with it as they did the season before. And, you know, excuse me, they won it by a point um, last season, but the season before they ran away with it. Um, yeah. And this season, Liverpool have actually run away with it. So it'd be great mm-hmm. to get something like we had again last season when you've got that that kind of head-to-head chase all the way to the end. Um, and... Yeah, li- listen, I, I, I think Liverpool are in the best shape they've been in for a long, long time. Um, and and it is all down to, to, to one man and how he's put it all together. And um, it, it's it's quite phenomenal. It's, it's, it's been great to watch. And I think everybody in Liverpool uh, on the red side is certainly hoping that it, it'll be, you know, great to watch for the next few years. And with silverware to go with it. Jim, we, we've been talking for a while, and, and I've been saying to, to Robbie Musto, well, over the years, obviously, in, in the 30-year gap, Liverpool have still had some outstanding top-class players. And you go through from the Stevie G's, Luis Suarez, Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen, Jamie Carragher, Fernando Torres, you know, players who were right at the top of, the, of, of their game at that time, but, yeah. but were never able to quite land that title. And just as we move forward to Jurgen Klopp's team... What what's Klopp's team got different than some of those teams? Because some of those teams were stacked with quality, um, had a good balance about them, and, and in, in some ways had enough to win titles, but never were able to, to quite get over the line. Yeah, um, you, you're, you're talking about maybe you know miss, missing one player. Mm. They were that close at times. Um, maybe missing a couple of players. Um, Better, better recruitment, maybe in terms of you know get, getting the, the the exact fit for for a, a certain situation. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably how close they've been, Robbie. Mm. Um, but with with this with this current team, I, I I just think that I know whether you guys will agree, but I I just think that he when he first came on board, Jurgen Klopp was. He was a goal trader. I mean, he he played a brand of football that was exciting and really entertaining, yeah. but you couldn't trust him defensively. That 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 was the mm-hmm. problem. Um, and I think I think ultimately, you know, stri- strike forces will win you games. I think you know, good defenses will win you leagues. And 
as soon as he got Allison in and and Van Dyke, I, mm. I think ev- everything just kind of cl- clicked. Everything was in place. The jigsaw looked looked complete, um, and you know, and it still does. So um, that 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 was that that was the the kind of eureka moment really for Jurgen Klopp, and he was yeah. able to kind of launch things from there. Back in the day, I mean, you, you're absolutely spot on. There have been some tremendous individuals, but you're 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 talking about teams that that just didn't quite have enough. And and you got to remember as well the strength of Manchester United back then. You know what yeah. they were competing against um, was 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 quite incredible. You know they they were getting everything right, and and I'm sure the the cycle will will swing around again. You know, but as to how long it's going to take for Manchester United to get back in the mix, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Jim, just uh, if you don't mind, let, let's go through the team front to back. I'd love to get your thoughts on the different sections of the team. And of course, there's been so much talk about the front three players at Liverpool, Mo Salah, Firmino and, and Sadio Mane. Talk to me about those three, Jim, and which is your favourite or, or maybe which could the team least do with losing uh, going forward? What, what do you think about the front three? Well, I just think there's there's a great variety in in what they're able to bring to to the team. Um, they're all relatively small, but you, my my favourite would be would be Mane. I think at, at various times during the season, I, I'd look and I'd, I'd probably think, no, I'm, I'm with Salah at the moment, or I'm with mm. Firmino. Mm. But I, I think overall, I, with Mane, I, I can remember watching Mane. Um, Back in the day when he was at Salzburg, and I, I, I remember they played against Bayern Munich as Bayern Munich were warming up just to resume Bundesliga um, games, and I just saw Sadio Mane and I thought he was brilliant. You, you know, I, I would think that a lot of guys who play that position can be erratic. They can be the best thing on a football pitch, or they can be the the worst thing on a football pitch. Um, a lot of them tend to be a little reckless in terms of you know their end product and ball retention but Mane for me stood out a little bit because I, I always thought well he, he usually hangs on to it and which is a very good sign and if he's not creating something in the box then he's not really giving it away and mm. um, and, and I thought he would be a good signing I didn't think he would be the signing that he has become um, I, I think you know he's a strong candidate now for for player of the season. Bobby Firmino, I absolutely love because mm. he is a trickster. He he is he is extremely clever um, when it comes to knowing what's going on around him, and I think he's the perfect complement for the pace he has on either side. He's a worker too, Jim. Isn't he? Mo Salah, you know, whether you think Mo Salah's having a good or a not so good game. He keeps on making the runs. He keeps on going. He never backs off from it. He's he's never fearful, and and I like that. I like his determination. I like his courage, and I think as well when you look at Salah, his goal count is really strong. You know, he he's always managed to score goals, whatever the circumstances have been, and I admire him for that because you know he, he has something in him that won't hold him back. That that he just he just keeps on going. Um, it's 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 like the battery's been charged and. He's going to, you know, run till he wears it out, and um, and I like that about Salah. And I, I think the three of them in combination, um, when they're on top of their game and when they get all the intricate stuff going, it's, it's just a joy to watch. They're they're absolutely superb, and 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 they 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 do frighten. I think they do frighten teams. And I go back to to last season. 
I know I'm going on a little bit here, but I go back to last season. I worked on the, the Bayern Munich game at home in the Champions League and they drew nil nil and Bayern Munich did a job on them. They then went to Munich and those three were, were superb in, in what they did. I mean, Mane scoring the, the, the first goal as well for Liverpool, having gone behind, um, was was just an absolutely brilliant finish. Um, mm. And I thought they, they intimidated Bayern Munich. And I think that's the power they have. They can go anywhere in Europe and, and cause a stir. And that's tremendous weaponry. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Jim, just before we move on, and, and, and I must have just asked you the, the questions, but I thought we can't give you too much of an easy time. So I, I want to just go down a line of comparisons against some of Liverpool greats. And, and I know it's kind of a pub conversation and, and things that happen, but... Yeah. Bobby Firmino, and I said to Musty the other day, he reminds me a bit like a Peter Beardsley of Liverpool, that, that clever player who can come off and join the play. And either or, Bobby Firmino or Peter Beardsley? Oh, Robbie, that, that is so hard. That's cruel. <laughs> uh, I That's mean, so hard, it is cruel. You, you've got to earn that, them big bucks with pain, Jim. OK, all right. So I'm, I'm going to have to just... Um, I'm going to say Bobby Firmino. Ooh. That's, Ooh. That's, that's tough on Peter. That is yeah. tough on Peter, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for Bobby Firmino. Wow, good shout. Yeah. Okay, second one. Mo Salah, Ian Rush. I mean, just about goals. I mean, I think I know the answer, but I've got to ask. Mo Salah and Ian Rush. Yeah, well, my period bias is going to kick in now. Isn't it? <laughs> so it, it's it's got to be Rushy. I mean, Rushy's the, the greatest goal scorer the club has ever seen. So mm. I, I, I always looked at Ian Rush in the dressing room and thought, We'll be okay. So it's <laughs> Sadio Mane, Johnny Barnes. How about that one? Oh God, that's. That is, I mean, well, I, I've got to. I've got to go for Barnesy. I mean, I, I think Sadio Mane might get there, and I sincerely hope he does, and he could win, mm-hmm. well be win, winning um, a personal accolade this season. But John mm-hmm. Barnes, for a couple of years whilst he was a Liverpool player. Arguably, and I know you can debate this till the cows yeah. come home, but arguably was the best player in the world, John mm. Barnes. So I would have to go with Barnes. What a player. I played against him. Unfortunately, I never got to play with him because I was injured 
shortly before yeah. he arrived at Anfield. Yeah. And uh, playing against him was tough enough. <laughs> I've got one more on my list. Virgil van Dijk, Alan Hansen. Oh, oh here we go. See, the, 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 I'm, I'm inclined to say Virgil van Dijk. I was asked about this recently. Were well, um, you? Working for another broadcaster. And <laughs> I actually went with the pairing that I played with, being yeah. Mark Lawrence and Alan Hansen, mm-hmm. because of the amount they won. Because yeah. of the amount they won. Now, maybe van Dijk will... Will will rack up some medals. I'm not sure he'll be able to get to the the level Alan Hansen. I think won eight league titles, some, something yeah. like that. So um, at the moment, as things stand, I would have to go back in time because Hansen was was absolutely mm. brilliant, and the relationship he had, the partnership he had with Mark Lawrenson was just even more brilliant. So yeah. I've got to go back to my time again. <laughs> Rob, let me play. I want to play this game. I got one more for you. <laughs> Allison or Bruce Grobbler? Allison. I mean, I. I I played golf with Brucey recently, and he's a top guy, and I love him. I love him to death. But um, Allison is 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 just much more solid all round. With all due respect to Bruce, mm, he yeah. could be a fly off the handle type guy at times. Um, Allison just seems to be very, very composed and very well ice cold at, at times. And mm. um, I I I would go with Allison. Mm. I was trying to find one for Kenny Dalglish, but there was just no comparison <laughs> for King Kenny. I'll tell you one player I just want to, as we move forward, Jim, I want to get your thoughts on. Um, who wouldn't be in anybody's list if we were doing this, you know, going forward? Jordan Henderson. His value to the team and his growing influence on the team, and certainly when he got injured during um, early March, uh, late February, early March, a couple of games were lost in, in different competitions. His his kind of influence on this club and this team seems to have grown season on season, game on game. Yeah. I, I've i always fought his cause. I'll, I'll state that straight away um, because I, I think a lot of Liverpool fans were very tough on Jordan Henderson because they assumed he was taking the Steven Gerrard role. Now, mm. We, we, I, I don't like the, the term replacing a player. You never replace a player. You you can't. Um, it's nigh on impossible. You just evolve in a different direction. Mm. And because Jordan Henderson wasn't spraying balls all over the pitch as Steven Gerrard did, mm. and you know smacking goals in from thirty yards, as the the former Liverpool skipper did, I think he used to get like terrible treatment for it. But yeah. what I've always seen in Jordan Henderson from day one is, firstly, a huge heart. Um, a guy with massive commitment. He, 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 that's that's in stone, and there's no doubt about how, you know how he yeah. approaches a game. He he gives every game everything, um, and his application, his his attitude, I, I, his passion for the game, I I think has always been phenomenal, and I think it's really come out this season. I th- I think Jurgen Klopp. I don't. I, I'll take you back to the Southampton game away last season. When Jurgen Klopp stuck Jordan Henderson in an attacking position, he came on as a sub and he scored a goal. Um, and then Jurgen Klopp started using him as more, more mm-hmm. of an attacking player. Yeah. But when Fabinho was injured this season, he slotted back into the, the deeper defensive line. And, and he, he's been absolutely phenomenal since. And I think I said it on NBC that I was worried for him because I think he had a very good chance this season of, of winning the... Um, Winning the Players Award, the yeah. PFA Award, yeah. Um, 
But I think it might help him now because he's out of the side. When he was out of the side, Liverpool began to struggle or, or, or began yeah. to malfunction a little bit, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe that will actually help his cause because, as is often perceived to be the case, the player gets better when he's injured. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 <laughs> yeah. the team is missing him. Mm. So I hope that works for him, but I I genuinely think he's he's up there this season as as a a valid candidate. Um, I I think he 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 deserves everything that that's coming to him. I think he was overcome last season by the fact that he was lifting a European Cup for Liverpool Football Club, mm. and I think yeah. it is true. I think when he did join the club, he probably considered himself fortunate to be there, and I, I think I've said this you know earlier in the season. I think Liverpool are now fortunate to have him. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. a good point. Yeah, just on just on the midfield, Jim, and I, and I I just like to get your take on this, really, because when you when you watch Liverpool this season, we all eulogise and enjoy the front three. We of course understand what the goalkeeper and Van Dijk and defenders have done to the team as well. I still think the midfield makeup and the, what Jurgen Klopp has preferred in there, a real engine room of energy with Wijnaldum, with Henderson, with Milner, now Fabinho as well. I kind of feel that that really is the key to this team that enables the most sellers and Salimani's maybe to, to not come back as much. And they, of course, do a great job protecting the back four. In general, other midfield players or the midfielding, uh, just as Klopp sets it up, how important is that area and how impressed have you been with Klopp's kind of making, manufacturing that, that midfield area? I, I, I think huge. I think... They, they can all play, but I, I think the, the energy, the industry that mm. you, you get in that department um, is mega, really, for what it produces for the team because they essentially um, guarantee that the, the, the pressing will be done with, with, um, with ferociousness. Mm. Um, you're just not allowed to, to breathe because of, of those guys, Fabinho, who's maybe not come back from injury and, you know, at, at his best quite yet. You know, we're not, we're not seeing the real Fabinho. But Jordan Henderson getting fit again w- w- would be huge for the team on the run-in, and I'm sure he'll be desperate to be part of it. Um, Jeannie Wijnaldum, you know, any of the guys that play there, Adam Lalana, who was always regarded as the trigger for the press back in the day, but it's, it's a, a Klopp device that is extremely effective and I mean I've seen teams that have have imploded really because of the fact that they're not able to play through it you know and I I said many many times that I think if I were facing Liverpool uh, and I was trying to kind of weigh things up with a coach then I'd be looking to bypass it I'd be looking to bypass the midfield and maybe just kind of knock it a little longer turn the defence get in the face in their own goal and just take that that machine they've got in the middle of the park just Mm. take it out of play they they are quite astounding. We can't talk about Liverpool, Jim, without, without talking about the fullbacks and, and Robbie Mustard phrases the enablers from from those fullback position positions. Just talk to us about obviously as a left back during your days, um, how that role's changed, how the positionally and tactically they've changed, and what what they offer Liverpool uh, in, in such a way that this caused teams all kind of problems this season. You know, I, I, I mean, I, again, I, sp- I spoke about this subject uh, recently, and I, I would say that it hasn't changed because it, it's, it's all been done back, back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you can't reinvent things. Um, and I played at, 
as a left back. I played as a left wing back when Kenny decided to drop Mulby between Hansen and, and Lawrence and when we yeah. played some of the bigger games and Steve Nickel played as a as a right wing back. Um and I, I, I think we've done it all. I mean, we, we, we're up and down. We, we you know, just n- non-stop work. Um, but I, I would say that even though we did it, I, I would think that Robertson and Alexander-Arnold have taken it on to another level. I think there's no doubt about that. Um, I think the two of them have got, got great pace. They have wonderful stamina. Um, and the two of them have got tremendous passing ability. Um, and you know, Alexander Arnold, I think, is just ridiculous at times in what he can produce. I go back to to Boxing Night, as it were, at Leicester, and he he ran the game. He ran the game as a right back, and it's just absolutely ridiculous to be able to you know take it on that level um, himself as an individual, as a soloist, to be able to go and influence a game to that degree. I couldn't do that. I, I was going to say, I if you put Nickel and, Be- and Beglin in this Liverpool team, would you have? Could you have that same effect, or, or is, is a game completely different? Is their speed and the, the stamina you talked about going to be the difference? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd I'd like to think we'd 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 make a good good go of it. Go of it, yeah. I'd like to think that we'd we'd kind of be up there. I'm not sure we could do it with the same the same style. As um, mm. as the likes of Alexander Arnold yeah. does, yeah. Or, or Robertson at his best, I think. You know, Stevie Nichol had um, a very good eye for goal as well. He, yeah. he could play in different positions and get on the end of things. I was pretty much, you know, just the, the left back, and and that was it. But um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, we 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 did it all back in the day. I was encouraged. I mean, when when um, that was our modus operandi at Anfield. Then it is now. Yeah. Uh, Jurgen Klopp is a front foot coach. He's he thinks about attack first and foremost that's what we did back in the day we we were basically first 20 minutes was all important the sign welcome to Anfield remind them where they are mm. get yeah. after them you know and and we did that and I, I can remember I mean I can remember at times coming off when when I'm cramping up you know because I've, I've just been <laughs> up and down that yeah. much mm. that uh, my, my legs are giving in <laughs> you know that 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 happened regularly um, but of course, we would always come come off if we had a disappointing result. We drawn with somebody, and if you had two draws at Liverpool, it was like a crisis back then. Um, you know, they, they'd start threatening you again with your position. You won't be here next season if you don't pick it up. Blah blah blah. Um, it's just the way it was. But no, currently the the two fullbacks they've got in place. Yeah, yes, they've had little setbacks. They've not been able to maintain their standard uh, all the while, and, and nor has the team. Um, and I think since coming back from from their kind of mid-season player break, as it's called yeah. now, um, I, I I don't think it's been you know as as lively. I don't think it's mm-hmm. it's been as good from pretty much everyone. Um, and they suffer from that last season as well, having come back from warm weather training in in um, Marbella. But um, but no, th- th- those guys I have huge admiration for. I think it's um, it's. It's tremendous what they're able to produce. Which one then? Come on, Jim. Let me ask you, as a, as a, as a former fullback, which one would you prefer? We all know the quality that Trent's got going forward, set pieces, final ball in, assists, and we all know the energy, the tackling ability, the defensive strength of yeah. Robertson, his energy. Which one would you prefer to have in your team? I, if think, you have I one? think you know already. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a biased left back. 
my bias has taken me to the left side again. <laughs> okay. Simply because I think Andy Robertson is a little more switched on when it comes to mm. things defensively. Yeah. I think yeah. there are times that, um, and, and I think he's, he's removing it from his game bit by bit, but I think there are times when Alexander-Arnold will, will get caught and yeah. I think somebody's likely to get behind him a little bit more and I think some teams will target him a little bit more. Manchester City certainly do when they play in the big games. And I think Robertson has just got a little more nous in that regard about staying yeah. goal side and not not mm. getting caught. So, um, but you know what they both do going forward is is tremendous. But I, yeah. I'm going to go for Robertson just because I think he has that extra little bit defensively. Mm. That left-sided bias coming in again for Mr. Begley. Um <laughs> Jim, we, uh, it's great to chat to you. We, 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 we as we start to think about wrapping this podcast up, we've got to start thinking about having. Got their first title in 30 years. Jurgen Klopp looks like he's building a squad. He's reasonable. Uh, some players at good ages where they can go for another two or three years, certainly at this level under the manager. Manager signed for, for four more years, so he's all, all, all nailed down. Where do you see Liverpool moving forward? Are, are we in a situation where over the next four or five seasons they could win two or three more titles? Do, do you think there's a legacy starting to build maybe like Sir Alex had at the time at, at Manchester United, Arsenal had at Arsenal? Could Jurgen Klopp be that guy at Liverpool and start getting back to those days like your days where titles were expected, not, not one was waiting for, for 30 years? I, well, you you can't argue against it at the moment. It's hard to argue against it because the evidence is all there. He's made step by step by step. Um, you know, when he first came in, I mentioned it earlier that he, he had defensive problems and he tried to work on things tactically to deal with it, but it wasn't until he got Alisson and, and Van Dijk to, in to sort all that out that it really began to move on. And now that he has something in place... I think what what they've done this season, and the fact that I know Manchester City have a game in hand, but you know to to, to take it into twenty something points um, ahead of of Manchester City. I mean, if I'd said that to you guys at the start of the season, you would have yeah, laughed. Crazy. At me. Yeah, so I, I I think you know I think because they've managed to do what they've done, um, you have to back what what what's in place there for. For future trophies and future success, I think I think it's just hard to to look anywhere else. It's mm. and and I think I think the fact that he signed a new deal, he loves it there. I think it's it's the perfect fit for him, for Jurgen Klopp, and I think it would be of huge disappointment um, to the Liverpool faithful if if it isn't taken on that way. If they don't mm. go on and 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 threaten other trophies. Um, you know, it's 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 all there for them. That 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 team has has been incredible. He has improved every individual. There isn't an individual he's he's left behind. He's he's improved them all, and he, he he's not going to change from that. You know, mm-hmm. he he drives them hard. That's the way it is. And I think you would have to say as well that um, the the recruitment at the club has been been phenomenal. Now, whether clubs just have cyclical periods where um, you know they get it right and then they'll maybe start getting it wrong we'll have to wait and see but you know everything is in place 
and now for 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 them to be able to to take it on. I'm not getting ahead of myself there. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm I'm not predicting mm. Liverpool are going to start winning it left, right, and centre every year. No, but they should be they should be in contention now to to start yeah uh, adding up more titles while while the rest are trying to catch up and Manchester City obviously regather themselves for for next season. Mm. Jim, just as we wrap it up, I just I guess final question for me, and just give our our listeners a sense of the scenes, the scenes around Liverpool <laughs> when they finally do win this title and they bring that that trophy back to Anfield. Give us a sense of what it means to the fans of Liverpool Football Club and what it might look like. Well, well, right now, um, I mean, the club have have continued to enjoy enjoy success over the years. Um, whilst not winning mm. a Premier League title. Um, they've still managed to, to win in Europe. They've managed domestic trophies. But to, 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 to get the first Premier League under the belt and, and to do it with the team that they've currently got, um, I think that, that there'll be a sense of relief. There'll be ecstasy. There'll be tears. Um, there'll be just huge excitement for doing what they've done this season and what they might be prepared to do um, in the coming years. Um, I think, you know, everybody acknowledges the fact that um, they're in the healthiest position they've been in a long time. And I I remember having seen recent results um, go against Liverpool. I saw the word crisis used in, in one article and I just thought, I, I just laughed. It's just ridiculous. Um, th- there'll be nothing of, of the sort. They'll they'll kick on again. They'll see this season out as to where it might take them. We'll have to wait and see. The Premier League is a banker. Whether they can go on and do it in Europe again, we, we'll, we'll find out very soon. But, um, but it, it, it will be it will be momentous for Liverpool Football Club and certainly the the red side of the city and indeed their their support worldwide. I mean, mm. you guys have seen it in yeah. in the USA. Um, the support is, is is quite phenomenal. They have they have that global attraction and um, yeah, this this will be an absolute biggie for for Liverpool and it looks like they're not going away anytime soon. Absolutely, Jim. I'm afraid we're going to have to go away very soon. This podcast has gone a little bit too long, and Robbie Musto is now ready for his bed. Tea time. It's tea time. (laughs) Oh, tea time for for Mr. (laughs) Musto. But listen, Jim, thanks ever so much for for coming on. It's a great pleasure to have you. Uh, So after a 30-year wait, it looks like Liverpool will finally land that Premier League title that the City, the club, have coveted so much. A special thanks to our special guest, Jim Begling, with his fascinating insights into what this title means to the red half of Liverpool. Look out for more Two Robbie shows wherever you get your podcasts as we take a weekly look at every match day in the Premier League. But for now, I'm Earl, he's Musto. Together with the Two Robbies, thanks for listening. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. That's the whole point. We never get no. the final good night ready. It's funny. We We're on different coasts, so we've got <laughs> yeah. time, di- time got delays <laughs> and all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.